Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Today's podcast is sponsored by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports where payday can come every day when you enter their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is pretty simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before, as every moment means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. To date, DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. And DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Voice Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 63, as Andy is away this weekend, so I'm doing another solo, worked all last night, got in late, up this morning, just grinding through this, So, uh, but we have a lot to talk about, and I don't want to get into crazy detail because obviously I want Andy's take uh, step-by-step as we break down the draft and uh, the Seattle expansion and how they took Colin Blackwell and all is good in the Rangers world and what basically this draft means and I'll give you my you know brief opinion about everything but uh, I want before we get into player by player and I'll, I'll talk about a few today but Andy really is a prospect guy and it would be a disservice to everyone who listens to this to not get his take on who the Rangers drafted, why they drafted them, and uh, what the direction of the Rangers looks like right now as we concluded the expansion draft and the NHL player draft. So let's get right into it. Uh, first off, two things. Number one, the New York Rangers schedule was released, and I'll, I'll question Andy on this, but I, I texted him, and once again, he just he left me in the dust. But the New York Rangers are off the entire month of February. I mean, they have some February games, but they might as well be off. And as you all know, once January is over and the holiday season has concluded and you're back in the thick of it and 
we're all just grinding again and trying to get to nicer weather. You know, the month of February is tough. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember last February, but there was snowstorm after snowstorm. It was just a mess. Every day is a grind. You're sore for no reason at all. Just going outside to, you know, check the mail is a job. And now we don't even have New York Rangers hockey to look forward to for the entire month. So February is going to be an absolute shit show. Uh, Mentally, for me, not having New York Rangers hockey is going to be ridiculously tough. Um, I know they do the extended break, I think, for the Olympics. I, I don't even know if that's a thing right now. Uh, as of right now, I don't think it is for the NHL players. So it's not even like I have something to look forward to. Uh, listen, I, I need New York Rangers hockey. I, I went an entire pandemic without New York Rangers hockey. And then I had shortened season. Now I don't have them again for an, another few months. I can't be taking these long breaks. And I need it during February. It's one thing, you know, if you want to, you know, do it during the nice months, it's fine. You're distracted. You can go outside. You go do things, your barbecues and all this stuff. But if you're going to give me no hockey in the month of February, what are we doing here? It's just either let them play the Olympics or don't give them that much time off because I I personally can't handle it. So, all right, that that I want to get off my chest. And I will bring this back up again because I'm just not happy. This is going to be the new theme for the entire year is how awful February is going to be. But we'll get through it. Second thing, uh, two, the the Seattle expansion. I don't know if anybody watched it, but I watched a little bit of it. it. That was brutal. That was absolutely torturous to get through. It just, it didn't, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it did not fit. Um, watching... Some of the things that they had set up, I mean, it, it was okay the way they drafted the players, but the dialogue between, I forget the guy's name, and Dominic Moore was just, it was cringeworthy at times. Like the, there's, And they were just bashing these guys for being selected. Like, you know, we all get that the teams didn't really want those guys and, and they had to be put on an expansion list. But, like, even the one, even a couple times, just bashing the players for, you know, getting drafted by Seattle. It's just, like, really weird and embarrassing. And, again, I will ask Andy about this because sometimes I'm a little more overreactive. And Andy's just, he's cool and even-keeled, and I'm just overreacting. So that's just my take on that. And then what else we got? Okay, so the New York Rangers uh, expansion draft, they lost Colin Blackwell. I don't think that that's that big of a deal. Uh, he was kind of my... I was hoping he was going to get selected. But listen, the New York Ranger fans that are obsessed with Colin Blackwell are like the the ones that just uh, are blinded by recency bias. Listen, this kid, he came in. He did an excellent job, you know, coming into this team and working hard and fulfilling a role. You can plug him in anywhere on the roster. In the lineup, and he could play wing, he could play center, he did it all, and that's exactly what the Rangers needed for a season like they had, right? A middle of the pack team that maybe could fight for a playoff spot given the right circumstances, but overall, Colin Blackwell is Colin Blackwell, and we cannot commit to a 28 year old kid who's un- unproven, who has been up and down in the NHL, in the AHL. He had one year, really, with Nashville, 
1920. Uh, and that was it. 27 games played, three goals, seven assists. And then he came to the New York Rangers, an excellent pickup. for a, He plugged in perfectly. 47 games played, 12 goals, 10 assists, 22 points. And the kid was a hard worker. Very appreciative. But if you honestly think that this was, uh, like, I don't even know what the word, a disaster for the Rangers losing Colin Blackwell, you're out of your damn mind. I mean, my whole thing is I wanted to protect Julian Gauthier. The GOAT, listen, the GOAT is, how old is he? He's 23 years old. He's six foot four. He's 227 pounds. This kid is beginning his NHL career. Colin Blackwell's already 28 years old. You know what you got out of Colin Blackwell. I know he works hard, but I don't know if the Rangers need him anymore. I think the Rangers now need to start finding these players, uh, these youthful plugs that they can plug in and then have them overachieve. That's what Stanley Cup teams do. That's why the Tampa Bay Lightning are so good. They find these guys later in the drafts that are young, that, you know, that end up playing these roles on these teams where they're like, oh my God, I can't believe the Tampa Bay Lightning got this guy. He's great. He scores all these goals. And like, and those guys are not, those guys are not just like, they're found in the draft. They're found, uh, you know, at a younger age and they come into their own. And, you know, I don't know if the GOAT is going to be an everyday player for the New York Rangers because I still don't think that this roster is set in stone. But there's no doubt about that. The ceiling is much higher for Julian Goat, the Goat. And, you know, I, I'm not happy to see Colin Blackwell leave. But Colin Blackwell is exactly what Seattle needs. It's a perfect player for Seattle. I know exactly why they took him. The guy's a hard worker. He performed last year at, uh, over his head. And, you know, hopefully Seattle gets a guy that, you know, can help them win a few games. And... Looking at Seattle right now, and I'm sure they're not done yet, but Seattle's roster is underwhelming. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people said the same thing about Vegas, but I don't think you're going to see a Vegas-type season right off the bat. I think there's going to be growing pains, and you're going to need good character players like Colin Blackwell to kind of fill that void, to work hard every night, no matter what the record is, no matter what the score is. So he's a perfect Seattle Kraken. Um, I love what he did with the Rangers. I appreciate what Colin Blackwell did, but his time here is over, unfortunately, because of an expansion draft, and there's nothing you can do. But now we have this 23-year-old kid who hasn't really played a consistent role in the NHL yet, and hopefully he gets the chance this year. He's six foot four. The kid, you know, is a is a beast in the corners, and let's see what he has. This is what part of you know building a team is. And who knows? Maybe you kept lightning in a bottle with the goat, and the goat you know plays this third, fourth line role to a T. He's physical, tough to play against, and and you know let's see what he has. I'd rather take a chance on the goat than you know losing him and uh, having Colin Blackwell in. And I, listen, as much as I love Colin Blackwell. It's going to be hard to recapture what he did last season. I just think it was a perfect circumstance. Um, uh, you know, the pressure now for the New York Rangers has elevated, and I think you know his expectations would be a lot higher. And I don't know if he'd be able to live up to them. I think he deserves to go play for the Seattle Kraken, where there's zero expectation. He can be a leader in that locker room, and honestly, I think that's a perfect fit. So. 
those are just my feelings on Colin Blackwell. You know, if he goes off and has 20 goal, 20 and 20, 40 points, you know, good for him. Um, you know, Seattle did the right thing by selecting him. And, you know, we still have the GOAT. So let's fucking go here, boys. So, all right. On to the next thing. Uh, obviously, the New York Rangers had a, a you know, NHL draft. Here is my opinion on the draft before we get into some of the players and stuff like that. I think this draft, personally, was a little worthless. Not worthless as in what's the point of drafting, you know, because of the pandemic, but worthless for the New York Rangers where they are right now, okay? And here's why. If you look at the Rangers forwards and you look at their defense and you look at their goaltending, they already have NHL players. They don't need to add prospects. This was all, all these prospects were icings on the cake and... The reason the reason why I don't think this draft was that big of a deal is number one, there was a pandemic season. So you can throw out pretty much all the analysis on these kids. Unfortunately, there's a lot of their seasons were ruined, shortened, you know, it just was a lot for them. And, you know, for people to analyze this last year's stats and, and what they did last season, I think it's um you take everything with a grain of salt. So you know, I wouldn't look on uh, a stat sheet and say, you know, this kid's un- going to be an unbelievable player. I, I think you kind of just play it safe. And I think that's exactly what the Rangers did. I think Chris Drury took guys that he knew didn't need to be an experiment. I think he took guys that he knew exactly what they were getting, um, you know, meat and potatoes type guys. And that's exactly, if you look at the Rangers lineup, you don't need an all-star coming out of the draft. You know, you just need those role players, those guys that you could easily flip if there was a a trade. And he took the safe picks and, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. So, um, but before we get into some of the players that the Rangers picked, I I do want to acknowledge, though, that there was a huge trade. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, the St. Louis Blues for a blazer. And uh, a second round pick in 2022. Now, listen, I know people were up in arms saying you didn't get enough for Buchnevich. Buchnevich is worth more than that. Yes, everyone knows that Pavel Buchnevich is worth more than Sammy Blaze and a, a second round pick in 2022. Everyone knows that. That's not a surprise. I don't know why people are like, think they're, you know, some you know, NHL guru of players for saying that that's a lopsided trade. But here's the thing. Pavel Buchnevich was an RFA. The Rangers could not afford him. St. Louis knew that. I thought the Rangers got back a player, Sammy Blaze. We're going to look him up right now. I have no idea what his stats are. All I know is that this kid is six foot two, 205 pounds. He costs basically nothing. And he's going to be a fucking missile on our third, fourth line and just be, just add an element to the Rangers that they really haven't seen. So let's see what this kid has. You know, Sammy Blaze, I'll look him up right now. First off, Hockey DB, I don't know what's going on, um, but I probably have to write their real name. I can't write Sammy Blaze into it. Um, Hockey DB. Telling me to add cookies so I can look at the, who the New York Rangers drafted is, is absolutely insane. All right, so we got Sammy Blaze, left wing. I think he's probably going to be playing right wing for the Rangers, though. There's no spots left on the left side. 
St. Louis Blues didn't play a ton of games, but 36 games last year, 8 goals, 7 assists, 15 points, 12 penalty minutes, and he was even. Uh, in the playoffs, 4 games played, he got a goal. You know what? Last year, 1920, played 40 games, 6 goals, 7 assists, 13 points. So he's, you know, basically around, around that for a third or fourth line guy. I think that's fine. I mean, listen, we just need this, this guy to play with grit, be extremely physical. He's 25 years old. He's, uh, you know, just about, you know, being his prime. And, you know, I, I, I kind of like it. You know, it's exactly what the Rangers needed. They filled in a perfect void uh, in their lineup. And you got rid of a player you knew you had to get rid of. We have so many players that we need to sign. We have Kaka. We have Lafreniere. We have Fox. We have um, uh, 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 Heedle if you know if he's going to stay here. So there's like a ton of there's a ton of holes for the New York Rangers. There's a ton of cap space that's going to get eaten by these younger players that are now moving up. And uh, even Vitaly Kravtsov eventually going to have to get signed. So we don't want to spend too much money on the wing. Um, I think you know. Everyone that's up in arms about the Buchnevich thing, listen, if we'd never signed Chris Kreider, if we traded Chris Kreider for a first back in the day, and I'll bring this up to Andy and see what he thinks, I would have rather have traded Chris Kreider and gotten a first for him than have than given away Buchnevich and gotten Sammy Blaze in a second. I'll be honest with you. I probably would have taken the first for Kreider straight up and then keep Buchnevich um, then have Sammy Blaze, Chris Kreider, and the second in 2022. That's just my opinion. But that's the world that we live in now. That's the direction that we headed headed in. Chris Kreider is more tenured. He's been here a while. Unfortunately, he is a leader in the locker room. He's got a shit contract, I think, in my opinion. But who knows? And, you know, Chris Kreider is one of those athletic freaks. So hopefully, you know, he stays in tip-top shape. And can play, you know, that fast physical game a little bit more often and not be so inconsistent. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that's the style the Rangers play. And, and, and he just kind of grows into a, a better steady player on the second, third line, wherever he falls. Because, you know, you would imagine Lafreniere would eventually take his place on the second line. Nobody's taken Artemi Panarin's place. I don't care how good you are. Artemi Panarin is one of the best players in the world, period. So he's never going to be leaving that first line left wing spot. So, all right, before we... All right, let's get into the draft. And then we'll look at the lineup as New York Rangers lineup. <clears throat> Mumbling right now. I have a little coffee. Voice a little hoarse right now, but... We're getting through it. All right. First round, uh, 16th overall, 2021 draft. The New York Rangers selected... Brennan Othman. I'm calling him the Mothman. Uh, the Mothman prophecy. He's from Pickering, Ontario. Uh, Canadian boy. Exactly what I love. Six foot, 175 pounds. You know, he played in the Swiss League. 34 games played. Seven goals, eight assists, 15 points in 2021. 20, like I said, throw those st- stats out the window. He played in the OHL the season prior. 55 games played. 17 goals, 16 assists, 33 points. You know, I think this kid is going to be a meat and potatoes type guy. I don't think you're going to be getting a first line, second line guy. I think this kid could potentially be a third line forward, a wing. I heard he's got a tremendous shot. He's a goal scorer. It's exactly what the Rangers needed. And, you know, I I think it was a a nice, safe pick 
I think he'd be a very good trade piece. And, you know, I'm happy the Rangers drafted him. Uh, I'm glad they didn't take an experiment. Uh, as per Andy, I, I think it was a, 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 you know, they just, it was medium, you know. No, 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 didn't suck, wasn't great, just right in the middle. That's an exactly what I love in a draft with so many question marks. Um, so the Mothman, I kind of like him. Uh, I'd love to see what he has, um, you know, as a prospect. I don't know what his future uh, entails with the New York Rangers, but, you know, we always got to keep an eye out on the first-round draft picks. And, uh, yeah, that's my opinion right now. We'll get more in-depth with uh, when Andy comes back during the week. Excuse me. Now I got the hiccups in a solo podcast, so not good right now. Uh, Jaden Gruby. Uh, Gruber. Um. 6'2", 200 pounds, another beast of a kid, uh, you know, uh, played for the Red Deer Rebels in the WHL, uh, last year only five games played, one goal, two assists, three points, uh, minus two, again, throw those stats out the window, 19-20, 57 games played, six goals, 23 assists, shoots right, he's a center, seems like he's like a, a bigger power forward center, I mean, I don't hate it, again, this is a oh I'm sorry. This is a round three, sixty-five overall. So you know I, I again it's a third round draft pick for the New York Rangers. We need NHL talent. I don't know why people are up in arms. There's so many question marks around this draft. I, I think they they drafted a center who's big, and that's it. I mean, what do you expect? Who do you think the New York Rangers are going to be getting in the third round? I mean, we're not the Tampa Bay Lightning for God's sake. So. You know, it is what it is. Again, he's probably a good trade piece. He, he's a Canadian, play junior. He's a center. He's massive, 6'2", 200 pounds. Exactly what the Rangers need. Again, just fill in these void. Fill the voids. That's all I ask. So we got the Mothman. We got Gruber. And then we got uh, the Kodiak. The Korzak, Ryder Korzak. Shoots right, 5'11", 174 pounds, lightweight compared to the other two. Jesus Christ, 174 pounds, my man. Someone's got to get some beef jerky or something. Jesus, drink some milk. Um, Calgary Hitman in the WHL, uh, and then he played for the Moose Jaw Warriors in the WHL, so he's probably traded. Last year, 17 games played, 3 goals, 13 assists, almost a point-per-game player. The year prior, he was a little bit better, 62 Games played, 18 goals, 49 assists for 67 points, minus 40. Uh, kid, a kid like Ryder Korzak, you can tell, not going to commit to defense. I know nothing about this kid other than he probably loves to score goals uh, on the power play. Uh, we'll see if Andy's even right. Um, you know, the broad, uh, Forever Blue Shirts actually has a really good article breaking down um, each of the draft picks. Let's see what they say. Instead of about uh, Ryder here, <clears throat> the Kodiak killer. Um, all right, the first word I saw was Saskatchewan. So he's Saskatchewan native, established uh, WHL career highs with 18 goals, 49 assists, and 67 points with the Moose Jaw in 2019-20. Uh, and he was the captain the last two seasons. So this kid's a leader. Uh you know, again, I don't know what to expect from him, but he looks, he seems to me on paper like a power play guy, and I kind of like that. So it is what it is. Uh, round four, 
Um, we'll just do the, the fourth round and then we'll leave it here because there's three players. And then once you get to round five, we got a guy named Chelmer. So I'm out for that. He's six foot four. Jesus. Um, round four, Brody Lamb. I believe he's an American boy, this kid. Right wing, 6'1", 165 pounds. Jeez, uh, lightweight here. Um, yeah, USHL, Green Bay Gamblers. Again, probably a power play guy being that much weight. Then we got a kid, oh my God, String Bean, Kaylee, Kale Vicenin, uh the vice grip. Left wing, 6'4", 178 pounds. I don't even know how that's possible. That must have been a typo. Um, but here we are. T- played for the TBS under-20 team uh, in Finland. Finnish boy. All right. Don't mind that one. And uh, and then we got maybe the tallest goalie in, in, a, in, a, in the draft. And possibly if he made it to the NHL, in the NHL. 6'7", 196 pounds. Taylin Boyko. Jeez. Um, 18 games. He's 18. Appeared in 14 games with the Tri-City Americans of the Western Hockey League this past season. With a 7-7-0 record. Uh, three goals against average, 901 save percentage, and one shutout. 6'7", 196-pounder, established a WHL career best in several categories in 20 and 21, including goals against average and save percentage. The Drumheller Alberta, Canada native, has appeared in 48 career WHL games over the parts of the last three seasons. All right, we'll see what we got. And then in, you know, in the fifth and seventh, I'll just name them. We got Yarsful. Yaroslav Chelmer, right wing, 6'4", 198 pounds. <laughs> Kid's a beast. And then we got in round 7, um, 208th overall, Hank Kempf, defenseman, 6'1", 180 pounds. Kempfer. All right. Andy's going to come in and deliver us a whole thing on draft picks. I'm sure, you know, he knows everything from you know what they like to have for lunch to... Uh, their high school girlfriend, to what their favorite color was in elementary school. So um, when Andy gets back, we'll get into a little bit more of a New York Rangers draft. Now, to kind of wrap things up here, I do want to get into the New York Rangers and their what the lineup kind of looks like right now. So here's, according to Cat Friendly, depth chart. I'm just doing it based off the depth chart. I'm not doing lines right now. That's for when me and Andy like to have fun. We'll put up together our lineup. I don't think this is a work in progress here. So just for, this is what it will look like. I think day one right now as it stands right now with no trades, no signings, nothing. So um, no surprise. Uh, we have Mika Zibanejad centering Artemi Panarin and Kako, Kapo Kako. Um Again, not a bad first line. I do believe Kako deserves to play a little bit more minutes this season. Um, he really was coming into his own last season. His two-way game has is tremendous. Um, defensively, he was a beast last year. He was tough to you know break out of the zone against, intercepting a ton of passes, and you know he, he had a really a good mindset for the ice. And you know if he can just you know hone those skills in and you know let that just be. Um, you know, just repetitive and, you know, gets into a groove, then he can really try to exploit those turnovers and, and 
you know, kind of follow up with his offensive game that, you know, we thought he would have a little bit more of. So um, I expect big things. He's only 20 years old. Kids a B, 6'3", 200 pounds. Listen, Kako is going to be a player. And I think this is the year we finally see Kako break out. You know, this is, he's going to be given, you know, the reins, the leash is off. He's not a kid anymore. Let's fucking go. Mika Zibanejad centering with our Jeremy Panarin in the first line. Um, you know, Panarin is going to do Panarin things. The guy's an all-star. I don't need, think I have to get into it. Zibanejad, unrestricted free agent in 2022. I don't know what the New York Rangers are going to do with Mika. I really don't. My gut says they're going to keep him and sign him. But I am very curious on what type of contract they give Mika. 28 years old, he's very injury prone, explosive, he's a great player, you know, he's a good locker room guy, says all the right things, you know, I think he works his tail off, I just, he gets hurt a lot, for a first line center, he gets hurt awfully, a lot, and that concerns me, so I'm very curious of what they're going to do, we'll get into it next week though, for sure, with Andy, second line, Right now, on paper, Ryan Strom centering Chris Kreider and Vitaly Kravtsov. Chris Kreider, I think, is probably a third-line guy. He's 30 years old. He's got a bad contract. We need more out of him. He's got to play more physical. He's got to use that speed. He's got to use the strength in the corners. He can't, get, can't keep getting knocked off his feet. We need more from him. If he's going to be the true leader of this team, he can't be Casper the Friendly Ghost for 50% of the games. He's got to show up every single game and just be a physical menace out there, running people, using his speed, driving the net, crashing the goalie. I just want to kind of see him embrace the little inner scumbag that I think he could have in him because New York Rangers and the New York Ranger fans, they love guys that can play a little bit scummy. Chris Kreider needs just a touch of that. Not a lot. Just a touch. I'm not asking him to be Sean Avery. Just a touch of scumbag. Please, can you play with an edge? That's all we ask. All right? Ryan Strom. Andy's been telling me this kid's been part of a million trade rumors. I think he's the next Ranger to go, to be honest. But as a second-line center, perfectly serviceable. Can we improve in this department? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Strom is a center on a third-line center on a Stanley Cup team. So, you know, for him to be playing second-line minutes and having the stats that he did, and he played with Panarin, so don't get me wrong, like, their relationship, their chemistry is, is, is very, very good, and the Rangers benefit from it a lot. But we can improve as a second-line center for sure. We, there's got to be an upgrade out there. Vitelli off. again, I'd like to see what this kid has. 21 years old, 6'3", 183 pounds. Um, I thought he did pretty well when he got called up. You know, I, I wasn't expecting him to dominate the game, but uh, given the circumstances of what the Rangers, you know, were looking like and it being a COVID season and, and just, you know, a lot going on, I think he did very well. And, you know, I'd like to see him playing every day in the NHL lineup. And, and you know, I think this season might be a roller coaster. I think you'll see some, you know, pretty good games and then see, you know, some games where you're like, oh boy, he, he's got a, still a lot to learn. Uh, but right now, I mean, on the right side, he really is kind of our second line right winger. So 
um, unless we bring someone in that you know is an established NHL right winger, I, I don't I I see him playing second line. So here we go. Third line. This is where I think it's obviously a flip with Chris Kreider dropped to the third line. Alexis Lafreniere, left wing, center, Filipito, right wing. They have Sammy Blaze. I'll just go player by player because I don't think this is actually going to be a line. But, you know, Lafreniere, year two, who's going to have a training camp. He's going to have a normal NHL season, we hope, knock on wood. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you watched him from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, you saw two completely different players. He was really starting to feel himself towards the end there. 19 years old. He had a lot to learn. It was a wild year in terms of rookie seasons. You know, Rangers had, you know, leadership issues. We had, you know, suspect coaching decisions. We had no uh, camp to really help, you know, get, get this kid used to the NHL game. So, you know, once, you know, we get a camp under his belt um, with a new coach, you know, let's see what he really has. I think this is his true rookie season. Uh, last year, we can use it as his training camp. And let's see what he has this year. So probably start out in the third line, but don't be surprised if he moves up the lineup very quickly. Obviously, he's not taking Panarin's spot, but, um, you know, Lafreniere will be our second line left winger by the end of the year next season. So you can write that down. Philip Hedl, another one. I don't know if he's going to be on the team at the start, start of the season. But again, he's an RFA, so the Rangers have to really make a decision on you know what what they want out of Hedl in terms of a contract and in terms of term. So a lot of question marks. Uh, if you know if the Rangers want to keep him, I think they get rid of Strom. They get you know if they get rid of Hedl, maybe they keep Strom and use Strom as a third line center and bring in you know another one one B or one A center and to share that leadership you know uh, role with Mika in terms of being like the number one guy. But you know Hedl again he's only twenty one. I know he feels like he's been here for years already. But you know I, I thought he had a promising season and unfortunately he got hurt. He was off to a good start and I don't think he ever captured that magic that we saw at the beginning of the year. So. I'd love to see a full, healthy year as Filipino plays third-line center for the New York Rangers. Right wing, we have Sammy Blaze. You know, again, I don't know what to really expect from him. I think he's just going to be a missile out there. And, uh, you know, he's going to be banging bodies and, you know, just be a nuisance. Just be a little bit scummy, you know. Just play with an edge. Be chippy, you know. Use the stick to, you know, slash some guys behind the play. Like something. Play with an edge. Be annoying to play against. Rangers fans embrace that. You'll get the garden going. He could be one of those guys where Rangers fans fall in love of just because he plays with a chip on his shoulder. All right, left wing. We'll go through this quickly. We got uh, Goudreau. Again, I, I think he probably ends up playing. I don't know where he's going to play. They haven't played left wing, fourth line, so I, I don't know what to expect out of this kid. Same thing as Sammy Blaze, just the hard nose, hard worker, tough to play against. I love it. Depth guy. That's exactly what the Rangers needed. He's played. Uh, he played an important role with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and New York Rangers are going to expect him uh, to play a similar role. So now, you know, his expect- expectations have elevated uh, within this organization. He no longer can hide behind uh, Kucherov and and the success of the Tampa Bay Lightning as a team and the, the All Star team that they had. 
Uh, right now, fourth line center, Kevin Rooney. Uh, I would imagine Morgan Barron is going to be in this discussion too, but Julian Gauthier, the GOAT, uh, running out the right wing. I uh, spoke about him a little bit before. But as of now, that's what the depth chart looks like on, on Cat Friendly. Things are obviously changed. Goaltending, obviously Igor and Georgie, they'll split. Um, obviously they have to sign Igor. I'm very curious to see what that contract looks like. Um, he's a restricted free agent that expired this year, so he will be signed. Defense. I'll run through this quickly. Um, Lindgren Fox, obviously you know what you get out of those guys. You know, that's going to be our top pairing. Then you got, uh, Keandre Miller, the key, and Truba. Um, I think... You know, obviously you want uh, Keandre to keep building off of what type of season he had last year. And I thought it was very successful for a kid who had so many question marks on his skating ability, would be able to move the puck at the NHL level. I think he did everything and more. Uh, I think he's got to work on gap control. And, you know, he looked shaky a little bit on on -on one-on-one situations, especially in tight spaces. Um, So he's got to work on his time and space uh, and gap control. And, you know, once he gets that down and realizes, you know, how much he can get away with using his strength and his body, I think you're going to see a very dominant second pairing defenseman. Uh, I don't care what Andy says. Especially he's playing with Truba, who can, you know, then, you know, I don't know what Truba's going to bring. Honestly, he's got to improve. But again, playoff Truba, that pairing could be a very physical, very tough pairing to play against in the playoffs. So we got playoff Truba and Miller. Hayek. Is penciled in left D with Zachary Jones as right D. I think that will change. I mean, you have Lindquist. I think the Rangers bring in a veteran defenseman. Uh, so that pairing will probably be completely different. So I don't really want to get into too much detail. But I would imagine Lindquist, or not Lindquist, Lundquist um, will be in that third pairing this year. I mean, the kid has just been tremendous. Tremendous talent elsewhere. I don't see any different happening uh, within the New York Rangers organization. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got right now. Um, you know, I can't wait to get Andy on the phone here and, you know, talk about some of the prospects and just, you know, how the Rangers are shaping up right now. I mean, things are maybe not flashy what the Rangers are doing, but I think they're, they're, they're laying some foundation here. And... You know, again, it's going to be a process here. Let's see what the Rangers look like. Let's see how tough we actually are to play against. And, you know, let's see what, you know, uh, Gallant has. And, and, and let's see what he can do with this with this roster. But I also don't think it's finished. So, you know, stay tuned. They're still, you know, as Andy says, you know, hold on to your seats or hold on to your butts. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.